Congress. Hey, welcome everyone. This is the Cheap Flight Podcast, and this is Friday the 11th of the Febs in 2022. And we're going to, uh, we being uh, LP, Jeff, Derek, and Rai Rai, are going to go through the songs that uh, either inspired or we were inspired by or whatever um, around circa 1995 because of the making of the record, as we like to call it, Lemonade. And um, so this is, I think this playlist will be called Recipe for Lemonade or Lemonade Recipe, one of those, unless you guys have a better idea. And uh, sorry, let's. Uh, how did we do it last time in terms of order of things? Let's this this time. Let's go, Rai Rai, <laughs> Derek, Jeff, and then me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not 100 percent prepared for this. Um, I'm no, gonna... that's, that might make it even more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good. On the, on the spot. Okay. Plus, you could like feed off of. Since this, you're third in line, you can feed off of some of the tracks that we're throwing up in here. Yeah, you're gonna, this is gonna, you're gonna get lots of. <clears throat> Pardon, so, yeah. so that I understand the the ground rules here, the idea is stuff that we were listening to at the time that helped inspiration for the, the first record. Is the yeah. idea? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or in an, or in anticipation of the record coming out because I had nothing to do with any of this. Well, right, and that's okay, but, but it, I guess also what it would be is. You know, even when we started playing out and recording or uh, touring and etc., um, you know, we were still listening to stuff and getting inspired. You know, sure. What I'm going to do, since I was one of the primary writers, is I'm going to like I, I actually have uh, um, about half of my inspirational group slash album slash songs here, and so that's what I'm going to use. But anything that where you're like listening to Lemonade and you're like. Oh, dude, this reminds me of or whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I think that's, that's where I wanted to go with it. Was, was first impressions, right? I I, I remember like I remember the moment I heard Lemonade for the first time, and I went, "Yeah, all right, yeah, that's good." And, okay, okay, yeah. Rock and roll. I'm going with more human than human. Okay, I would there say that is. was the, that all was right. the vibe that, uh, and I think it was from Super Sexy Swinging Sounds. I think so. It might have been even the remix that I was. Uh, that I was enjoying at the time. And, and again, not, not saying this was identical, but in the same vibe, like I was feeling that vibe, the, the remix of, uh, of that song that was on the, uh, on the white zombie uh, remix album. I remember we were heavy into that. Certainly with the radio show, we were, we were listening to that pretty heavily. So I'm going to start with that. I like it. You approve? Um, Do you approve? Is that good? Uh, well, did, you, did you'll I answer see right? if I approve or not. You, you'll see if I approve or not. That's right. Because uh, there's more to come on that that story. Okay. Um, okay, Derek, you're up. So I I was compiling a list yesterday. I was kind of going back in time, uh, the 90, uh, 93 to 95. So I don't know if that really is against yes. the rules now. That's kind of stuff that I was listening to at the time, but ultimately – comes through in your influences. Um, I mean, ultimately, I wasn't writing or anything, but um, is that will that work? So I just go through some of those. Oh yeah, or you, want, or you want stuff that's more like you said when you listen to Lemonade, all this you can hear. No, no, no. Influences. 
No, I think you did the right thing. I my my stuff is like 1990 to 95. So oh, okay, yeah, do it. So I'm just yeah, this is just stuff that I was listening to. I believe a lot during before before Lemonade was conceived, and you know, sometime after, not sometime after, but you know, during and after. Uh, I guess you could. I'm going to add. Um, there's a track called "Return to Innocence" by a electro elect. I don't know, what are the electro electronic group I guess you could call called Enigma. Mm-hmm. Listen mm-hmm. to that quite a bit. Um, probably that that '94 year maybe. Um, so that's my contribution so far to this. Re- Return to Innocence is the name of the track. Return to Innocence by a group called Enigma. Got it. Love it. Okay. Geoff? Well, it's interesting that Ryan uh, led off with White Zombie and particularly led off with uh, Super Sexy Swinging Sounds because that was literally as we're sitting here and we're talking about the, you know, whatever, I was like, I was my very first thought was that record in general uh, was just so influential at the time because I think they were doing... Uh, they had brought out that whole remix of where there was tons of electronic stuff going on and loops and samples and, and uh, man, it was just huge. So I, I would like to underscore uh, uh, Ryan's pick. And I would also like to add to that one, uh, Supercharger Heaven off of that record is, uh, mm. is another one that I was super into. But yeah, so Super Sexy Swinging Sounds, White Zombie, great remix album, still a great album. Much agree. <clears throat> Much agreed, and uh, uh, yeah, this, this is going to be a fun one. Because mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off though with mine, which is shoot, I have to go back now because I was I had to make a change, and you'll see why. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on, bear with me. Uh, I'm going here, and I'm going here. Okay, my first one. Um, by the way, yesterday in text, our group text, Derek said, you know, it's hard to find single tracks because so many entire records were good back then Um, i had i was gonna bring up that topic in this discussion because i had the exact same thing like when i go to find a um a song a track for this i don't even think tracks i think okay i'm gonna go to like um bad motor finger okay then which song on here and then i was like well i don't want to do um what we did for the last uh playlist which was um outshined even though reality speaks like that would be the track. In fact, I'll probably just go with that. But anyway, all that to say that I found myself going to these records and going, ooh, which, ooh, oh. Yeah, oh, I mean, that, yeah, one, that was one. like, holy. Yeah. yeah. So but I do remember where I was to this day um, when I very first heard the track Them Bones by our, uh, oh, man. our boys, oh, Alice yeah. Chains. Wow. And mm. um, cruising towards... Detroit, um, listening to 80, 88, 89X. 89X. And, uh, so that whole record is good, but then bones was a game changer because it was the first time I heard that kind of digging, chugging drop D on a, on an actual radio station and thinking, Oh, 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 music can be like this. Oh, (laughs) I could, I, I could be a part of making music like this. So, uh, so I'm going with, them bones and you'll have to give me a second here because i'm writing all this down obvs um so yeah let's go over back to rai well i mean i'm looking back to that time uh, i mean jeff and i have been friends for well I, I, are we for, we're friends right jeff 
I like to think so. Okay, but good. if you All have right. a difference of opinion on that, then as far as I, as far as I know, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember during that time, like we were doing the radio show, and we were we were having fun at Friday, some Friday nights or whatever night it was, and we'd do the show. But then we'd go back and listen to the stuff that was in the in the library of the radio station. So oh, I mean, man. that was, and sometimes we'd borrow. I would borrow it. I, w- I won't speak for you. But sometimes I would borrow. Oh, you could speak for me. I thought it was like a lending library. I thought you could just take it home and then bring it back that in was... a couple years, <laughs> decades. <laughs> so one of the ones that I actually have, I, I may have in my collection, you know, uh, is the Judgment Night soundtrack. I remember when that came into the radio station. Oh, my God. And we were just like that. We just listened to it start mm-hmm. to finish for an hour after the show. Just like what? And, and same thing. I can't really pick mm-hmm. a single track. The, the Helmet House of Pain compilation is amazing. Uh, just another victim. Yeah. Uh, Living color, mm-hmm. Run DMC. Like, 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 just the the combinations they they pulled off on this on this soundtrack are just amazing. Um, I still listen to it. I still mm-hmm. throw it on uh, just because it's okay. Mm-hmm. But give 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 me one track. Give me one track. Okay, I'll go with the helmet Please. helmet and House of Pain that, that kicked off the album. Just another victim. Oh, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Love that track. No. Okay. Just another victim. Love it. And I love both of those groups individually and as a thing. You know? All right. Um, this is going to be a great list. Okay. Uh, let's go, Derek. Yes. Uh, during that period of time, I was doing a heavy diet of a group called, a uh, Swedish death metal group called Entombed. Entombed. Oh, yeah. And uh, they had... 95 kind of kind of um added more rock and roll sense to their their heavy death metal sound so they had created a genre called death and roll and they came up with an album called wolverine blues it's kind of a, a tie-in with the actual marvel wolverine character uh with the record label <clears throat> and you know the project Came out was pretty successful. I guess it was successful. Kind of, they kind of broke more into the mainstream. Um, and uh, killer drum sounds on killer killer album. The, the title of the song is called Wolverine Blues, and the album is called Wolverine Blues by a group called Entombed. Got it. There we go. Love it. Love it. Right. Love that. Loving it. Um, okay, Geoff. <laughs> Uh, so quick, uh, are we allowed to talk about songs that maybe, or records that came out in and around, like after stuff Oops, that was, or is, it, is that a, is that a foul? Is that a party a foul? foul or is no, you can do whatever you want. Okay. okay. All right. Yellow card. Okay. I, well, I, I would say this. I remember, well, first of all, okay, I'll have to circle back on this one because I wasn't actually part of the, circle back. I was, I, um, I was actually listening to Leader Dogs at the time. So maybe I'll start, maybe I'll start with that one before going to my next one. So I, I actually heard the Leader Dogs album with Ryan and our friend Jason at the show. Yep. And I remember uh, that, and I had just, I, I knew I had heard um, Lost Tribe and, you know, stuff that Grant was doing and whatever at the time and, and loved it. Uh, and, but then it, Ryan said, hey man, I've got something to show you. And he put it on and I'm like, who is this? He's like, well, dude, you know, that's, that's, that's Derek from uh from premonition and and it's uh and the guy so grant from lost trap i'm like you gotta be kidding me these guys are killer so i just i was really listening to the i was a fan of the band before even being invited to be a part of it so that was uh yeah and then oddly enough it was that same night i went home i i I took the record home with me 
and jammed it as loud as I possibly could all the, all the way down, particularly the first two tracks uh, I, I was really, really into. Um, uh, but probably Ripple would be if I had to give a track off of that, that was probably the biggest Ripple was, the, was it. Um, but when I got home, and I know I've said this story before on the podcast, but since if anybody else is new and hasn't yet, I got home from that, from that trip and, and it was a message. This is a true story. And it was from Derek. And Derek had said, hey, you know, left a message. And my mom just said, this guy Derek called. And so when I called Derek back, this is the really short version of it. You were looking for a drummer at the time. So not only did I hear the band and thought, man, these guys are killer. This is exactly the kind of band I want to be in. I got the call as soon as I got home after hearing it to, you know, hey, oh, do you want to come yeah. out and audition? And, uh, and so I, I did. And, and uh, yeah, cool. that was awesome. And then we went out. I don't remember where we went out to eat afterward, but. Uh, and, and your band had were you guys done um, your project was it over at the time or no? it was overtaken yeah. overtaken yeah overtaken. they were done they were done we weren't I wasn't okay. doing anything okay. and, and I That's, and I wanted to I wanted to right. play but I, yeah. I didn't you know I didn't really have anybody to to, to I didn't have anybody to play with so I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so amazing I wanted to What's you, know, that? you know what's incredible is that I'm realizing that Taylor Hawkins stole your story about how he left Alanis Morissette. That, oh, that really? everything you just said was happened before that happened. So obviously he heard your story and stole it from wow. you. Clearly, clearly. I, I, yeah. you know, I didn't want to call him out on the podcast, but only steal from the best. Really? Only steal from the best. Right? You know. There we go. So yeah, I would say Ripple is the track off there that was the big one in, uh, for me. And and uh, but yeah, Leader Dogs from the Blind Lemonade is the album. That's Love the it. drum head. Right there. Right there. Right, right there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. And for my pick, and this is why I chuckled, I had more human than human. But I've been uh, usurped by uh, our very own Rai Rai. Well, I did, I did the uh, remix. You can take the original. <laughs> well, so I will say that even before that came out, um, I remember this hearing this on uh, 89X as well, but Thunder Kiss 65, I think, was one of their tracks from like a previous record. Oh, man. Um, so that one went into my thinking. And by the way, I can't remember exactly which song it was, but I had just met Derek and we're driving somewhere, I think maybe to the studio or something to, to, to record vocals or something. And the only thing I had ever heard from him was like a track that Grant gave me, which was from your band. Um, Premonition, yeah. Premonition. Mm -hmm. And we put on a, uh, we put on a White Zombie track and it probably was one of the new ones because they came out with a record in 95, which had more human than human on it. And you sang along to it, and I thought I was in the damn car with Rob Zombie. <laughs> mm -hmm. You were you were driving, and we uh -huh. had like I don't know if it's a cassette or a CD, but you're just uh -huh. like singing along, and I'm like, "Lemonade is gonna be fucking cool." <laughs> <laughs> you just knew you knew in that moment. That's awesome. I mean, I, absolutely. Like you know, this a singer of that ilk of your ilk. I, I speak as if he's not here. A singer of your ilk is is not, uh, you know, you don't just like roll up to a party and hear somebody like you. It's, it's, yeah. You've got a unique everything. And you had that lower timbre like he uses sometimes. And mm -hmm. anyway, I could go on. That's awesome. Thank you. I digress. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to build on Jeff's uh, comments from a minute ago. 
uh, about Ian hearing, Go ahead. Hear, certainly hearing lemonade for the first time. <laughs> and, uh, and I forgot until he said it, we, that, that's how I introduced him to the record. But I also remember I, did, I played at least three or four tracks on the show before I even told him who it was. And at that oh, point, totally. at yep. that point, we had already had the the uh, Monsters of Metal clash up. We'd already had the show with Premonition and Overtaken together. Uh, you know, East meets West, <laughs> North meets South. I don't know what it is. We'd already done that, oh so gosh. so I knew he knew Derek, right? And uh, and I think we'd done the Lost Tribe show there at the at the theater here, so you knew those guys as well. And uh, but I didn't tell him right away. I didn't tell you or Jason right away who it was. I just played a track. I'm like, what do you think? And you guys were just like, oh my god. And then I played mm-hmm. another track and you're like, come on, tell me who it is. I'm like, I'm not telling you, just keep listening. I want to, I want to get your, your feedback the same way I heard it. Right. Uh, Cause I heard it sight unseen, didn't know who it was. And I was like, what's that? I need more of that. Uh, so I remember, you know, again, not, not telling you until super saturated, we, we threw on super saturated. And that was the one where I was like, mm-hmm. all right, this is who it is. And you guys, your minds were blown, which was, which was the effect I wanted to have that you, you know, this wasn't from oh, a band. Yeah. This I wasn't like a band yesterday. in California. It wasn't a band across in New Zealand. This was a band that we knew and you know we had connections with. So yeah, super saturated. Oh, yeah. Super saturated is the one that when I listened to it the first time, that's the one I probably went back and listened to again and again. Mm. I just always love that one. Awesome. I like it. I like it. D Rock, hit me up, man. Oh wow. Okay. I think you already mentioned this band, but this uh, this band was a huge part of all our musical DNA back in the mid '90s, um, and they just came out with an album called Super Unknown. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. again, so many great great tracks on that album. I had to pick a couple that I always kind of always. There's some songs that just never leave your mind. You're always within reach. You can remember the melody. You can remember the riff. You know, we're always just yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I went with um, Fell on Black Days, which is a really, you know, unique, a very different song with the, with the off timing and all that stuff and uh, riffing. Love that track. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. So love that track. That's a great pick. Also, um, yeah. I feel like it's false advertisement because that record is not super unknown. Um, it's actually well known. Uh, super well known. I was like, what? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, what you got, man? Uh, I, one that uh, I, 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 because we're so big into chunk and groove, I, I think is, and I don't know where that term even came from. I don't know if Ryan came up with it or whatever, but I do love it. I, I remember being at the studio in Canton and Grant actually brought me in to, he said, I got, I have something I want you to hear. It was brand slick and new at the time. And he turned all the lights down and it was this band called seven dust. And, oh, wow. I've heard of and this. he put on the track black off their very uh, first yeah. album. Very and I just, I loved how it was so chunky, so groovy. And, and it had this, um, everything that it was just so rhythmic based and a lot of it. And I think it's sometimes it's almost a non-musical thing where like, it's so it's, it's more rhythmic than even yeah. tone in some sense, you know, but yeah. it, it was just, yeah. So uh, seven dust for sure. Black is the, Excellent. is the, is the great pick. I, uh, 
I absolutely took some uh, pointers from their their style because you're right. They oftentimes the, the guitarists treat their instrument like second and third like percussive instruments instead of like mm-hmm. to, tonal instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I try to do that a lot in our in our stuff. So good pick. Interesting. Um, and it's a good record, and it's a great live show. Oh my gosh, I've seen that a oh, few times, and it's so uh, good. I would put that in the column of brutal. Um, so I am going, uh, this was also a big, uh, I, this whole record is, is hard to pick another one f- from, but um, I, when I f- went, first went and got my first tattoo, this CD had just come out. Yes, it was a CD, compact disc for you kids at home. And <laughs> um, they played it front to back for probably three hours while I was getting the outline done to my tat. And um, anyway, the band's name is Rage Against the Machine. And oh, I'm, yes. I'm going with Bomb Track because mm. that one's... Uh, just well, let's just say... Let's say yeah. that that one is not false advertisement. Uh, that's It is a bomb track. So Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, man. Um, they've made both of our lists like that okay um mr rairai what you got i'm going to the days when we had you guys out on the road and you were playing shows you were playing some places in pontiac and you played a couple places in chicago but you were out playing as much as possible we had a guy named seth holloway i had to pull that i had to pull that way out of the reaches because like Mm. seth holloway seth was booking shows and doing some stuff and had you on the road and i remember in the in the rehearsals and in the planning one of the ones that came up was another soundtrack uh but the spawn soundtrack during those days yes yeah i love i was already in love with the crystal method but then when crystal method Uh, filter did like i do oh i was done i was done maybe we should pack it up boys (laughs) i think i think yeah this is this this i'm gonna listen to this this playlist every day that I go for a walk. This is good stuff. No, I literally, I literally thought maybe we should pack it up on the music thing. Maybe we should never like that. When I heard that song, oh, that's loud, a good point, I was yeah. like, oh, if we, we got to you 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 go. You got to play at that level. You got to play at that. There's no pressure. No pressure. Yep. You got to play at that level. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, that, that was, uh, and again, you already had the love. It was like chocolate and peanut butter and you merged them together. And uh, yeah. you already love both bands, but when they when they collaborated on that track, oh, done, mm-hmm. so good, done, yeah. Dolly, Rai Rai, you knocked that one out of the park. That's oh. that's a real good one. And now a word from our sponsor. All right, wow, so be rock. Man. Yeah, is this list up yet? I want to hear it. Pulling out some good stuff. Um, I have a which one do I want to pick? Another great album. Part of I think part of most of our. Oh yeah, you guys are are big fans. Um, Radiohead came out with their album called The Benz in '95. Right. Um, it's amazing how many great albums came out in '95. Looking at the list here. Mm-hmm. Are there any good and, tracks on that record? Uh, <laughs> there's got to be something to it yesterday and i'm like holy shit this, this is hard to do but one of the songs i mentioned that i 
the chorus is always within reach for me to remember easily is Black Star. So I'm going with Black Star now. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love. I love that whole record. Yeah, it's really, I have really a lot great. of nostalgia connected. Of course, almost all these records, but that one in particular. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I lost, I kind of fell off the radio head Megan after OK Computer. I still want to get back on. I just haven't gotten around to it one day. By the I mean, way, it's got so abstract, and, you know. On OK different. Computer, you know that song? Um, I love that album too. But. Uh, oh, shoot. You know what? I'll get back to this story because yeah. I'm going to look it up. So, Jeff, you hit me with your uh, catch message. Uh, I would like to go with a band called uh, Kings X, and uh, they that. came out with they came out with a record called Dog Man. Oh yeah, and uh, that would also be a song I'm going to go with because I remember hearing yes. really hearing Doug Pinnock's tone just in that very first hit and that growly like. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but you know he's got that clangy, yet big ballsy. Yeah. Tone. I, like I don't. I don't know how he does it. Well, he's got the, two, the double string, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I mean, he's got he's got an eight string. But it's it sounds ginormous, and yeah. I, that, like yeah, I think and Ryan, I want to say that you and I we went to go see that show and we stood in line for God knows how long, like, like literally hours and hours. Like we were like right at the front just so we could go right to the front and just like elbows on the stage. Literally. Yep. I remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure at the Ritz. That I went with. At the Ritz, 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 Ritz in Roseville. That was it. Yeah. I was, that was, exactly I, was, it. I was there. You were there too. I'd be there. I think. Yeah. Of course I was there. I've been, I, I, I saw them at the Ritz. You and I saw Seven Dust there too, didn't we? Oh, didn't you? No, you and I went to, t- who did I go to Toledo with? Did I go to Toledo with you to see? Were they headlining or were they open? King's X. They were, they I were. I believe that tour King's X headlined and yeah. Black and Cowboys opened for them. Yeah, Black I was there. Cowboys opened. Oh, yeah. I was there. Was well, how come uh, we didn't get together? We got we got we, we didn't get together. Oh, that's we didn't weird. <laughs> I was, I didn't I was it's probably because I was in the black section. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Me yeah. and Doug. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a small section. It was a great section, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was right up on That's the section you want to be in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was in with those tall guys. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was at that show. Was that the same one where um, Eric. Let's see Eric Galas. Eric Gales. Oh, you might be right. That's what I thought. That's that might have been, say. you know what? I think they were there two years in a row. I think Eric yeah. Gale's band opened one year. Yeah, that's the one I saw. It's a and revolution. Then I, I saw both. And by the uh, way, Eric Gale's band was like, oh, yeah, they're oh, brand new. They would have been brand new ridiculous. at that point, too, right? Oh, yeah. That was their first record. That's High the Storm. Yeah, it was yeah. just three of them. And yeah. I remember thinking, even before Ty Tabor graced the stage, I was like, okay, I, I'm going to. Go home and practice. Also, I'm going to quit playing guitar. <laughs> well, that dude is stupid, especially when he's props. And the drummer was nuts. Mm. He was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm. That would that night. Um, the the black area of the of Ritz was quite a bit larger. So it was quite larger. Yeah, I wasn't there that night. That's it, it was <laughs> twice. It was twice as many. Yeah, I was people. told I, I was told I couldn't show up to that one because they already had too many at the Ritz. They'd never That's seen hilarious. that many. Never seen that many brothers of the Ritz before. <laughs> All right, so my uh, next track is it's 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 
it doesn't have the teeth of all these other tracks, but it what it here's what it has in common. I've always been a sucker for that combination of organic heavy instrumentation meets electronica somewhere because there's the warmth of the organic and then there's the cold of the, of the of the machinery mm-hmm. um, but but guilty by um uh gravity kills oh yeah, yeah. Good oh one. man really yeah. good that's a good tune that good, was a good call that that the whole record was like that but and i haven't listened to much of them since then but it had that the, the 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 guitars weren't produced as 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 heavy, but it was still like a crunchy guitar with like electronics going on underneath it. So that's my uh, story. I'm sticking with it. And Rai Rai, you are up. I am up. I didn't come into this game as the manager right away. I didn't come, I, as a promoter. I came in as a radio person. Right. I came in. Mm-hmm. That's that. That was the ears I was listening to. It with was is this going to fit in our show? And I can't tell you how many friends had given us like tapes and CDs of their own stuff. They were like, Hey, can you play us on our, on your show? And I would, I would do it sometimes begrudgingly because it was like, it wasn't like a commercial (laughs) radio station. Like I could play whatever I wanted. Um, But sometimes I would get projects from people and be like, especially when we started doing shows over there. Right. I would get handed tapes all the time. And 90% of the time was like, all right. I'll do it just so you can hear it on the air and, and you know, it'll make you feel good. But I wasn't playing it because it fit the format, maybe a hundred percent. Certainly some of the Detroit bands and all that kind of stuff. So when I heard leader dogs, I went, Oh my gosh, we don't have to change anything. I don't, I don't have to make it, apologies for this. And I, you know, it's funny. I remember at Cornerstone the next year when I introduced myself to a lot of my friends as, Hey, this is my, my guy's project. This is leader dogs. And they were all like, Oh yeah, we've got a copy already. Oh yeah, we're already fans. And I remember one of wow. my buddies, one of my buddies said to me, he goes, I usually have to tell people, yeah, I'll listen to your stuff. Yeah, I like it. He's like, you're the first person here. I'm like, no, I really like what you're working with. Like, tell me. <laughs> I remember, I remember the reactions of like Jamie Rowe. I remember the reactions of like people when I'd hand it to them, Steve Taylor, and they, they would go, Oh yeah, we're already on this. Uh the biggest, the biggest laugh I got was when Charlie Peacock's label guy said, Charlie's a huge fan of Leader Dogs. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's all good. So yeah, I was, you know, to, to walk into that first year with the first band that I was actually fully managing and have to have that reaction from people that were like, yeah, we're already on that train was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful moment. Uh, so yeah, I would say because it fit in the format of our show, our show, our show was as a heavy show uh, in general. I'm going to go back to the Crucified with Mindbender. Oh, you, man. you really, really, you could have just played that over and put it on repeat we could have just gone home that was pretty much our show back in those days was just like that that scream that man just everything about that song was just so intense and uh and really got a lot of people's attention so totally yeah agree. i would say it's good, good pick leader dogs leader dogs fit our show which was heavy and groove oriented yeah i like it like it a lot good. all right derek uh I'm going to go into the future a little bit on this one. Um, sometime in 96, the co- co-writer and, co- and producer, Grant Mormon, had collaborated with a group called Republica. And mm-hmm. yeah, I heard them the other day. Ready to Go, which is a you know really good elect- electronica rock. Yeah. Yep. You know, well-written songs, catchy, kind of, you know, it's kind of bubbly, but it's still a good song. And, and uh, so obviously you guys remember that one. I don't know 
It was it was just placed in uh, that Yellow Jackets show. There's this TV show that came out a couple of months ago called oh. Yellow Jackets, and it's all set in the '90s. And Ready to Go was like pretty popular. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised oh, to hear it this many years later. So, a couple of facts about that song. One is Grant Mormon. You wrote it. Right? Borrowed. <laughs> oh, here we go. Borrowed my acoustic guitar. Oh. To, to take to the studio. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. I don't know if the guitar that you hear in the recording is my old green acoustic or not I, I don't know but i but he had he he borrowed it and took it to the studio and then they were working on this record and then like five ten years later i'm at um cedar point there in sandusky ohio and one of the rides that they have which is the dragster i think um when you walk when you're in waiting to be on the 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 ride they're playing like this little 30 second clip of a couple songs and baby i'm ready to go is one of them oh, nice. you'll, you'll hear it about five times just waiting to get in you know get on the dragster car so <laughs> oh yeah so that, there's a breakdown there's an acoustic guitar so you yeah. think that could be your guitar there's a possibility i uh, i i think they had already had guitars track. What guitar what was your guitar? Remember? I had this old green. I still do. Um, oh, you still have it. Oh, Yamaha acoustic guitar. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was there. Uh, again, I think they came in with tracks, but I think they also, it's one of those things where during mix, you sometimes like replace tracks. So I don't know if it was actually there and, and played and used on the actual record. If so, I want my royalties. But if not, <laughs> um, it then it was at least there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, so, Gioff, hit me. Uh, well, uh, so back in that day, there was a guy who used to go by the name of uh, Scott Albert, who is also uh, now would be known as Cell Dweller. Uh, he had put out some records at the time, but he worked with a band, which I'm going with here, uh, on their album called Root Awakening, a band mm. called Prong. And uh, he had done a couple of uh, tracks on the Prong uh, uh, Rude Awakening album. The one in particular in question here is a song called Controller. The interesting thing about Controller is that uh, I think if I remember the, the way it works, there's a sample that's in it. In fact, the, the same song I think is, is also played. Okay, I'm gonna, I, I got to think about how this works. There's a, there was a record that Cell Dweller was working on at the time and it it, it was like a, a remix record or something like that and i can't remember but but uh what's his name from the crucified the singer from the crucified oh was, you're talking about on it argyle park argyle park that's it so he was th there's a song that's on argyle park that's it's controller it's the same yeah. samples it's the same whatever exactly the same. but 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 he does this whole like hip-hop lyric over top of it, where Tommy Victor does, you know, just the Tommy Victor thing, but but it's basically the same song. So I thought that was interesting that it kind of appears in two two different places. But yeah, I'm going with the Prong version because I think Prong is awesome. I still love them, and and it was just big and electronic. And yeah, anyway, good call. Good call. I like it. Um, my uh, next one is um, they actually made our last list as well. Um, which, if you're listening, is called How We Feel This. Uh, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Playlists or Apple Music, not Apple Playlists. Um, but this one's uh, a band out of Champaign, Illinois, named Stabbing Westward, and the track is called Nothing. Um, I remember when I mm -hmm. went to write lyrics, this would have been like 
May, June, and we had a little two or three day vacation up in Traverse City. And my other person, spouse at the time, had to go to like a convention by day. So I would sit in the, the um, hotel room and write lyrics. And I, I had the physical CD, like the, um, the CD, what do you call those, the jewel cases? And um, the liner like, notes? The liner notes, yeah. And I would like open them up and just like um, bang on those. But like um, I had, I remember for sure I had like dirt and bad motor finger. But I'm, anyway, I had this one up there as well. Um, but their sound is very influential. It's got that again, electronic meets uh, mm-hmm. rock and roll. So stabbing westward, nothing and right, right. Well, I mean, I again, I'm just like piggybacking off of what Jeff said is uh, the King's X days. Uh, Wait, I see a theme of developing here. <laughs> the King's X connection that we have <laughs> is that I remember going to the first time I saw King's X, I met these guys at the show. I think they were the, called the Lehman Brothers and they were they had a band out of Flint. I can't remember Lehman, something brothers. I can't remember what it was, but they were there. And the best thing about meeting them was that it brought me to you guys. It brought me to Leader Dogs uh, because they were part of that path that got me to to uh, to this band. So I would originally taken something from that album, which would have been the self-titled album on that tour. But from re- reading the book uh, about King's X, you've all got to read it. It's amazing. Uh, the oral history of King's X. Uh, Doug doesn't like the first four recordings because Sam Taylor notoriously would tune down the bass. Right. Mm. They've some of them have been remastered since and th- that problem's been fixed. But uh, I'm going to go with something from uh, Dogman. Uh, don't care. Ooh, don't care is like, oh, that's, I was picked that one. Good. I live by that right now. Like, I just yeah. don't care like I used to. You want to get me worked up about this? I don't care. Uh, you want to, you know, you want to, you want to, <laughs> you want to start some drama? I don't care. I don't care like I used to. And I, like, I, I literally quote that four or five times a week. It's like, do I want to get into this fight? Nope. <laughs> it's not I worth it. Like so yeah, That's that that, that yeah. album in particular has given me so many things that I will use in my daily routine over and over again. So, but don't yeah. care. It was just heavy bass. Like everything about that song was just just beautiful. And you could hear Doug's, you know, the full potential. I I didn't really pay attention to it much until I read the book, and then I went, oh yeah, I can kind of hear a difference between that album and and uh dogman for sure mm-hmm. love it good good uh good one thank good you pick. thank you Qual- yes. quality pick sir thank you uh, derek oh um uh 94 it was a great rock album that came out um I'm sure you guys have heard of it it's still I, I, it's probably still their best work i've seen them live a few times in texas they are from uh, the dallas area they're called the Toadies, and they came out with an album called Rubberneck. Mm. And I really like the, the whole the whole album's awesome, of course, but I really enjoy the uh, I think it was might have been the first single called Backslider. So I'm going with that one. Really uh, a unique, I don't think I've ever heard anything like like them or that album. So I don't either. It's a really good mix of influences. I don't it's, they're just very different. So yeah, I um, I already had heard a few other kind of hits, um, and I remember when I still was living in Michigan, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers was at uh, oh, what did the Lions used to play? The Silverdome, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there was two opening acts. I can't remember the other one, but Toadies was one of them. And I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I like I like the music. Yeah, but they put on a good show too. They were. Oh like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. Mm-hmm. All right, Mister Laforet. Well, uh, I'm going to go with a group uh, from Hollis Queens called Run DMC, who had come out with an album called Down with the King. And uh, I really was into that that record, especially uh, Down with the King, especially that track. Uh, so I'm going with that track. And I remember I played that. I went and picked up the album and I brought it over to our friend Jason's house. And I said, man, you got to listen to this. And by the end of it, he said, yeah, you're going to have to go buy yourself this album because I'm keeping this. And, and he, kept, <laughs> he kept my record and I had to go buy another one because he was not giving it back. But yeah, Jason's uh, notorious for that. <laughs> yeah, he just said, "Yeah, you're not you're not getting this back, so that's the end of it." And he and he kept it. So uh, I stopped bringing stuff to his house. <laughs> totally. I was just gonna say, now I know not to ever give him anything. Yeah, uh, I want my daddy's that, records, or I will only give him things I'm trying to get rid of. That's right. <laughs> have you you should have this, this Omega Force album. You should. Really <laughs> <listen to> <laughs> oh, Everybody got it. There it comes. <laughs> there we go. I've got this extended mix of uh, the Copacabana from Barry Manilow. Ooh, <laughs> the next, uh, the next track I'm going to say has more to do with our our uh, riffs and nothing to do with the electronic side. In fact, it's almost sacrilegious to say electronics and the name of this band in the same sentence. So I'll put a little space in between. Three, two, one. Okay. The, uh, the the band is called Pantera and the track is called Walk. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's just brutal. And uh, I could totally see Derek pulling that one off. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot, oh. of, a lot of angst up in there. Um, Dimebag Daryl puts on a show and mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, that's my track. So mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Abbott Brothers. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Ray Ray. You know, uh, I got to defend Jason after what I said a second ago, uh, <laughs> because he really came by it naturally. I remember, I remember Jason's dad came to one of our shows, one of the ones we were doing at the theater. And, uh, he asked me if he could borrow the CD I had in my hand. And I said, sure. And, uh, the band was there. I can't remember what band it was, but the band was there. They were signing autographs and everything. And, uh, God rest, uh, in peace. Jason's dad, who was amazing. Oh man. Uh, Hans knew it. So it was amazing. But he came, he came back with the CD that I owned that he took from me with his name on it. The band had signed everything to him. Like it was like, <laughs> Hey Hans, congratulations. Thanks for coming to the show. And I was like, dude, you can keep it. Thank you very much. I don't want, oh, it. I don't want it with your name on it. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with an experience we had as a band. Um, it was Cornerstone, Cornerstone Festival in Illinois, and we were walking. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what year it was. Maybe and you know, maybe it was just me and Lyndon. Sorry, uh, we were in and we were walking uh, onto the the, the uh, grounds, literal grounds, because it's all dirt. And we heard this sound, oh, yeah. and we didn't say a word, and both of us did this and just veered into whatever tent was the sound was coming out of. I know where you're heading with this. Yeah, it was Benjamin Gate. Yeah, and they had the, the we 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 like we just heard this like God, it's, it, it was hard to describe, man. It was just this shriek, yeah. and literally, literally, like, like, there were four or five people with us, and we nobody said a word. We just all immediately snaked over <laughs> to whatever tent was the sound was coming out of, uh, and there yeah. was a South African band called Benjamin Gate, and uh, I'm gonna go with Overkill, which was a cover of was it Men Without Hats? 
or men at work. One of those. Probably men, men at work. work. Men, men at work. work yes. Yeah. I always get the, I always get those men confused. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was their cover of Overkill. I remember them playing that that day. But like literally, I, we were just at the front of the stage, just jaws dropped. Like, who is this, and why don't we know more about this band? I love yeah. that. I've had very few experiences in my life like that, but that was one that was amazing. That was one of many marriages that um, uh, gives me a great amount of angst because as soon as she got married, I think to Jeremy Camp, she quit the band. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I was like, come it's, on. It started He's doing the like, one that should quit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please. She had the future. So. Yeah, that was sad. That was a sad day. But yeah, they, they just sounded amazing. And they never really captured it like that. That cover is great, but they never fully captured the sound of them live like they should have. Like oh, they, no. They should have had no. a longer run. But but yeah, that's that was because a, by the time they came out, there was like uh, plugins called um, Nashville or <laughs> Christian radio. And you if you didn't sound like that, then you just weren't getting you had it. no place. You had to go outside of that to be a, to be a band like POD to sound different than what was coming out of the industry. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, that was that was one of those cool shared experiences where it was like we just heard this and ran to it. it was beautiful. Derek hit me. All right. Um, another album that came out in 95. It's a good album. I don't think it got a lot of attention. Um, maybe they were kind of fading out at the time. Another big part of our musical DNA in the 90s um, it was mentioned already. Allison Chains, they came out with an album called Grind in 95. And uh, it's, like I said, if you listen to it, it's, it's good. It, it is. There's some really cool stuff on there. It's just, it's kind of a different album. Um, yeah. But like the, mm-hmm. the title track called Grind itself has, has a really cool groove. Um, so I'm going with Grind by Allison Chains. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Mr. Laffert. I'm going to go with a, a band that we actually saw, I think, at uh, Cornerstone, uh, and they are called Fold Zandura. And they did, uh, I remember at the time, I'm going to go with the track Ember. It's off of their self-titled album, Fold Zandura. And uh, I remember seeing them, and they had a drummer. I think it's Frank. Is it Frank Lenz? Yes. Is that what his yeah, and, awesome. and I remember yeah. he was very, he was a very straight ahead player, which I think was a lot of yeah. what we were doing at the time, but he, 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 he hits like really a, hard yeah, yeah. and he was very intentional about his hits. Yeah, like he was, he, and he, it was just so much fun to watch. And, yeah. and so I remember, I think, I think the album was great. Seeing them live was just out, outrageous. And yeah. years, uh, a year or two later, um, I had the, I went out with uh, on tour with uh, Mikey Bridges from Sometime Sunday. He was in another band at the time, which was called uh, Tragedy Ann. That's the ones I was with, and uh, we actually got to go out on tour with Fold Zandura. Unfortunately, without Frank, it was with another guy. But man, those guys are—they're just smoking. They're all smoking players. They're great, great guys, and uh, yeah. So Fold Zandura, that's what I'm going. With. I love it, love it. Um, I cannot even believe uh, when I thought of this track, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to be, I, I, I'm pretty confident I'm going to be the only one bringing up this band, but I can't believe they've actually already been mentioned, um, but I can believe it, but I can't. And it's Helmet with Milk Toast. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. Rai Rai stole my thunder as per usual. <laughs> you let me go first, man. <laughs> yeah, you'll do that. <laughs> that guy. That guy, that one. I read okay, your so notes. Here's a, Here's what we're going to do. 
uh, two more things. So we're going to do a speed round, meaning just give me a, a track and a, right. uh, a, an artist. And, um, and then there's one more thing piece I have to do right at the end and we'll, we'll do that. So right, right. Speed All right. Round. Black the Cowboys round. about Mrs. Leslie. Yeah. About Mrs. Leslie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Galactic Cowboys. They were actually on my list as well. Uh, Derek. I can't believe you haven't brought up garbage because we're all this. Me and you were making garbage yeah, dude. in 95. Don't be I a remember, nurse and bring it up now. And I, I know. And I remember Jeff. Like I, I'm sorry. I don't like garbage. I remember uh, still in my head. <laughs> I remember that. He just did not. <laughs> we, we like we're into garbage. And he was, I, I just. I'm sorry. I just don't. Like, I'm just not, there it is. Yeah, I, I felt like I had to, I was like professing that I was, yeah, like he was feeling like that. It was like, you know, no, I don't like, like garbage. It's cool. You don't have to like it. Uh, so I'm going with Stupid Girl on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great track. I like Thank him now, you. by the way. Uh, all right, all right. Of course, correct. Okay. All right, Jeff. Clutch, passive restraints. That's with a K, isn't it? Uh, it is with a C. Uh, Clutch is the name of the band, and Passive Restraints is the jam. Restraints. Okay, I like it. Uh, Derek just stole my artist. I wasn't going to use that. Song, oh, okay. But, <laughs> but, but I'm going to go instead. I could go one of two ways. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Holy Water by Soundgarden. Oh, man. I love that song. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Bad Motorfinger. I love that album, and I love that song. Awesome. Okay, here's the last piece we got to do, because we're at 33 um, tracks, which is awesome. But I need... Two more tracks, one from you, Rai Rai, and one from you, Jeff, and here's why. I can't put your lemonade picks on. Oh, okay. Right, right. They're not. Right, 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 right. Things. So what you're going to tell me right now, I'm just going to go plug and play back where you had mentioned those. Okay. I'm going to need to take one second here then. You you take a sec because Rai Rai is next anyway. I'm going mortal, alive, and awake. Immortal? I'm so glad you brought them. Immortal. I'm so glad you brought them up. I remember being backstage at a at a uh, one of their shows at Cornerstone, and you remember how they like had those wonky like plywood risers. Plywood, yes, mm -hmm. I thought for sure somebody's going to crash through that and possibly die tonight at their show, <laughs> and it was the, one of the best shows I remember seeing live. So, GF, round us off with the. The bomb track. Uh, oh boy. Uh, you know, so we've already had a few here, so I'm just I'm picking some stuff at random. Uh, I'm going to say I am going to go with uh, a Canadian band here called I'm Mother Earth. Ooh, and, nice. uh, and uh, they I'm trying to think of a track here that was just real big off this record here. I'm going to go with Levitate. Mm, I here. like it. Nice. I like it. And folks, if you want to hear our tracks that we couldn't get on here, you're going to go to Bandcamp. Look for Leader Thank Dogs for the Blind. Thank you hold for those, that, right? Hold the whole record. Hold the whole record on uh, Bandcamp. Um, I will plug and play those last two tracks into the places where you guys had those other ones. And by the way, gentlemen, if you are like taking a shower and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have said this track, just let me know. I'll add it on because if we can. Because these 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 are dynamic. We can do what we want. Oh, all right. It's not we're like pressing good times. They're fluid. It's not like we're pressing vinyl here, you know. <laughs> so uh, this has been amazing and a lot of fun. I cannot even wait to lo load this up and actually listen to this. This is going to be a good uh, mm -hmm. a good playlist, my friends. So um, I think we've been on a long time. So with that, we probably better wrap it up. Yes. All but, right. Uh, Peace, brothers. Oh, 
I'll be in touch with you. And uh, later. Later, guys. Peace. Peace.